Good? I think on right on. Oh, I start in the chorus. I'm going to come in on the chorus. Well, hello there. We are, we are recording now. So. Okay. Hello. But we're not, we're hello. not live, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, tonight we have Kyle and Megan singing for us on the podcast. And in between songs, if at any point in time, of course, you don't have to answer any questions I ask or anything I ask. You can technically ignore that I'm sitting here, if you, if you wish. <laughs> um, but I'm hoping to find out about each of your love for music, how music has helped you during COVID, how it helps you in your life um, in general. And, and I don't know, I know a little bit more about Megan's story than I do Kyla's story, of course. Uh, and so Kyla, at any point in time, if you feel compelled to share your story, I'm sure we would love to hear that. Mm -hmm. Oh, great, thanks. Yeah. Okay, cool, thank you. Yeah, totally, because we have as much time as we need. Uh, and frankly, I wanted to make more time for music and you ladies talking as opposed to me doing it. Aww. I know, because I talk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so you, whatever you, however you want to start, is there, do you have, what song are you going to play first? Well, um, yeah, it's a good one to start with, um, because right when all of the craziness was going down, can we swear? Yeah. Okay, I just, yeah. I censored myself. Chances then, are pretty good I will, so. Okay, good, all right. So right when all the shit was going down, yeah. <laughs> back in March, um, this song, oh, it's called Orpheus, and it's by Sarah Bareilles. And it came up on my little Spotify, you know, it's like, we think you'll like this yeah. song. And so I, I clicked on it, and then it immediately became the song for me. Like, I just wanted to listen to it on repeat. I wanted to sing along. To me, it was just like it really encapsulated the fear and the, just the weight of everything that was going on and because it was so scary and so unknown and mm. everything was happening so fast it just was it just felt so yeah. apocalyptic it really did <laughs> i know yeah. and i always joke i'm like we're living in the apocalypse already we are and it, it's just really slow yeah and you can still go to starbucks i so, know isn't that weird yeah yeah <laughs> i thought somebody made a meme of that and i just thought it was so perfect but was there like, were so many strange things yeah. right like yeah. you could go to starbucks you could do different things but then some things you couldn't go near them mm -hmm. right it mm -hmm. was weird how they mm -hmm. determined what was okay and what wasn't yeah yeah and it's still weird like yeah. it's still weird to me that like halloween is like mm, i don't know even though there's no cases of like getting it from a food package yeah so, and yeah. and you're are you both moms I am a mom too. I right? have two yeah. boys. You have two boys? Yeah, 12 and 7. And so going back to school, like, what was that like, having to get ready to send them back to school? I had a moment of this sort of vision into the future of some sort of documentary where it was like, and all the parents thought that it would be just fine. And you see all these kids, sort of that, like, um, what do they call it? You have that sort of, uh, mm, you can see what's happening. Oh, there's a term for it that I can't think of. But the kids are going in, and I'm thinking the future, and like all these poor little innocent children going back to like dun 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 school. And yeah. I, I was really nervous for a brief time, and then had to sort of like you know read and talk to other people mm -hmm. and sort of think about it. And then and then I became more comfortable with 
yeah. sending them back. But for, for a little bit, I thought, oh, maybe I'll keep them home. Some mm-hmm. of my neighbors did. So, yeah. But my kids have gone back. So, and I feel very comfortable now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's kind of like, and yours too, Megan? Did they go yeah, back? Yeah, my or? kids went back. Yeah. Okay. And then, and we got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because you, you, you just got over it, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we just we just got over it. So um, yeah, I mean, like that was the worst. Not the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is that like the older people that I love were the the people who would you know that they would get sick, mm-hmm. and um, I was kind of living in fear of that happening because you know we we are around them and, but they didn't, so we're yeah. you know we're okay. We we made it through to the other side and. I was terrified. I flip-flopped back and forth so many times about homeschooling and mm. sending them to school. And ultimately, I just decided that for their mental health and mine, it was going to be better for them to go. So, yeah. yeah, and it is. I mean, they've been home a ton since school started. And you can see, especially my 12-year-old, like her mental health just takes a dive mm. after about a week home because they just really need to be around their peers. Yeah, yeah. the socialization yeah. aspect, hey? Yeah. And do you think it's more important for the socialization the younger the kids are or as they get older? Oh, I don't know. That's hard to say. I mean, mine are 12 and 8. And I think uh, my 8-year-old seems to still really thrive on being with me. Mm. Like, that really fills her up a lot. But I noticed that she, I mean, she starts to get wacky, like all out of whack and and really tough to manage when she's not going to school. School is better. Yeah. And it's also very hard to get enough stimulation at home. Like we're just it's not they're not yeah. supposed to stay home all the time. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. For for both kids and parents, yeah. eh? Yeah. And you yeah. have two girls. Yeah. And Kyla, you have two boys, I you have said? Two boys. Oh my god, how old mm-hmm. are your boys? Twelve and seven. Oh, so almost the same age. Yeah. Yeah. We were my twelve year old was on Fortnite so much. <laughs> and Fortnite was seriously just like a lifesaver. He's on there and he has this thing called discus or something. Or I know he has a name for it. He call he can talk with all his friends. And so yeah. for him it was easier because he could contact his friends online. Mm-hmm. And he's in there playing and just loving life. But my seven-year-old, it was a little harder for him, and we were just, like, not knowing if he could play with his friends in the neighborhood. But the kids have been running around the neighborhood a lot more. Just in our Mm cul-de-sac, all of a sudden, the kids have become friends. Even Mm -hmm. the ones that didn't go to school together, they may not have had as much contact, and now... Just because they're in our cul-de-sac, we've been playing yeah. with the, the kids in our cul-de-sac a lot more, so that's kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. Summer was glorious. Oh, yeah. Right? We were I, outside. Like all, nobody went anywhere, and yeah. so everybody in our neighborhood was just around all the time. Yeah. And, like, just you could just go to the playground, and there'd be, like, you know, somebody would be there. Yeah. I just send my kids. That, but that would have been after the playgrounds got the police yeah, ta- yeah. taken so off. Yeah. So this is like, you know, after June, like July and August, <laughs> yeah. June, July and August. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's funny because I remember walking around thinking, oh. why are all these crime scenes? Like, yeah. what <laughs> yeah. happened oh at the God. parks, right? Because it didn't cool. occur to me that you'd have to close them down. Yeah, that's not creepy. Pretty crime tape on the playground. I know. <laughs> anyway, we'll probably look back and be like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, yeah, well, we didn't need to. I mean, we that's know that right. in hindsight, but, you know. Well, and, and the truth is, like, the. Um, putting that tape up was probably as dangerous as not putting it up and nobody was doing anything anyway and seeing the tape scares people right like it's pretty weird yeah yeah it's weird like when you see weird stuff anyway 
Back to the song you're going to play. I know I get <laughs> yeah, off topic. Well, Megan, I can see Megan's face. She's like, when is he going to ask us? No, 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 no. It's good to talk about these things. It's good to talk about these things. Well, I was just, honestly, I was just thinking, I was like, no, people need to be scared. Yeah. <laughs> they need to be more scared. <laughs> they need to not show up at Chinook Mall without masks on their face. Well, that's, it's good then that we're starting off with a song yeah. that will hopefully scare the crap out no, of everybody. No, it won't. It won't scare anybody. It's not scary at all. But it is a song... Um, yeah, it's about, well, the words really say, say it all, but it's about finding uh, love through it all. Cool. In fact, I think we've, we're playing like three songs with like love as a major, well, two of them are titled with love anyway. Yeah. So this yeah. one is uh, Orpheus by Sarah Bareilles. Thank you very much. by the bed and rest a while your eyes can close you don't have to do a thing but listen to me sing I know you miss the world the one you knew the one where everything made sense cause you didn't know the truth that's how it works till the bottom drops out and we learn we're all just hunters Seeking solid ground Now 
harp on love today. Thank you, thank you very much. Isn't that a gorgeous song? Gorgeous Ugh, song. I love it. Is this mic getting turned off in between? <coughs> can you can you just keep it on? Just because I'm going to probably talk without warning. <laughs> As I've been known to do. As he is wont to do. Um, that was beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and like I, I think what you mentioned before you sang the song about the about love being important, mm -hmm. I, I don't know that there's any other way to fight the fear, right? Yeah. Like out there. I mean, mm -hmm. if we act out of love, I think in general we'll probably be a lot better off. But Yes. It's not the only thing, but it's hmm. probably the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah very mm -hmm. true. Not mm -hmm. the only thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's not quite enough. Yeah. Just. <laughs> well, you know what? I think it, it could be enough. It could be it enough if we did it right, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> mm, yeah that kind of yeah. like, I've been finding that I thought that I kind of had that. And this could be a long story, but I'll try and make it brief. Because you, oh, long stories are you welcome. Might you might, you might, uh, probably like resonate with it anyway I kind of thought that I was like oh yeah love is enough I kind of thought I had that nailed down just because I had a like a religious background mm. and I was like oh yeah I'm, I'm a nice loving person and all that stuff and then I found that it was it was more necessary for me to actually take certain actions like like being compassionate with myself and then I thought oh well that's fine it was like but being compassionate with myself means that I'm actually sort of pausing in the moment that I'm being harsh or unkind with myself and then speaking some words of that or actually feeling my feelings. I didn't realize that maybe love towards myself was actually going through those things and not just sort of like kind of nodding along like I've often done. So anyway, so yeah, yeah, yeah I found that there were certain actions that I could take that might sort of demonstrate that. So mm -hmm. I found that those things have been helpful, especially during this time like taking because yeah. I think yeah you're right in a sense it's kind of not enough to just be like oh love's enough I was like oh yeah and I might actually have to you know whatever find mm -hmm. out how how to apply that so yeah anyway I just thought I'd add that no thank you <laughs> yeah please and add any time okay. any, anything at all uh, I, I agree I think the way I think about it is if, if I act out of love more I'm afraid less right mm -hmm. and and that's kind of like the the idea, I guess, is like the more I see other people act out of love, the less afraid they are too. And kind of in the one hand, I think love is the answer for that. Mm -hmm. But we have to figure out the best way to love sometimes because sometimes that's hard, right? Yeah. yeah, I think sometimes the way that we try to love others is not the way they want to be loved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? So it's kind of like... That's part, that's part of the problem, I think. <laughs> I think that's exactly it, is trying to figure out how everybody's love language, right? Because yeah. some, some things are so foreign to, to folks that, first of all, there's lots of people that didn't grow up with love. You know? Correct. Um, yeah. And there's people yeah. who still don't feel love. And, and that's, that's hard. I can't imagine what that's like. You know, well, I, I can imagine a little bit. I did grow up not really feeling some love uh, for a long period of time. Um, but to, to carry on a whole life like that, I can't imagine. Mm -hmm. I don't imagine it would be a very um, pleasant life mm -hmm. to, to just have to live out of fear, you know. Um, anyway, 
All right, what's next? What do, we, what do you have for us ladies? Well, um, that, this, is very, this is very timely because the next song that we have is called Make You Feel My Love. All right. And yeah, I don't know. I heard it not too long ago and it's sort of like, I don't know, I thought it was like, if yeah, what what makes someone feel love? And there was something in here that was like about, I don't know, just like a like a gentle sort of persistence, mm. like consistency. I don't know. There's kind of more to it. The the lyrics probably speak for themselves, but um, yeah, I I really liked this song. So. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a it's a Bob Dylan. It is Bob Dylan, and then this is more like the Adele version. Mm. This is more uh, more similar to Channeling how Adele, Adele. <laughs> sang it. Yeah, my girl. <laughs> Repeat. Okay. Like that? Um, well, yeah. what are you going to do? Oh, am I going to do it? I could do this. Like that? Sure.
you. I'm going to clap really loud till they think there's lots of people in here clapping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I meant to ask, if, if you need your hands for the ukulele, and you also need that little shaker thing, I can shake it probably Ooh, okay. by the mic if you need that. Yeah, that'd be if, great. If that would help. I don't have very good rhythm, but I can try. Why, that, the, yeah, let the more the merrier. That's fun. Okay, because yeah. I'm sure okay. Megan will look at me and be like, dude, stop shaking that thing. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> cut him off. Um, thank you. Like, um, so you can do the shaker with me. Oh, no, because you're not even doing this. Oh, yeah, right? maybe. I don't yeah. know. We'll okay. let you know. Yeah, you let me know if you need it. I'm just throwing it out there as an Touch offer. In. Um, and it may not enhance the music, but it may make it interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. To me do it. Uh, so, Kyla, tell us a bit about yourself. How did you get into music? What, what about music uh, does it for you? Oh, well, that's a very good question. I was just thinking today, I used to listen to classical music my dad had a record player, and I put the headphones on, and he loved um, Strauss. Mm -hmm. And also, I would play pretend piano on the bathtub, and then when I went to kindergarten, I would stay after school sometimes and play the piano, which made my parents... I was just naturally drawn to music, so mm -hmm. it made my parents... Actually, I went to the same school that... Megan's go girls to. go to. Oh, and really? And so my parents had to walk to the very back. They, I, they didn't know where I was. And so I would sometimes stay at school and play the piano. Uh, eventually they knew where I was, but then mm. they were worried and they'd have to come find me and I'd stay <laughs> after school. And I just loved it. So my grandma was also musical. She played violin. Not, mm -hmm. not for me. So she, she gave it up before I was born. Um, but then I would play keyboard for her. Yeah. And I would put the phone down next to the keyboard. And, like, she was amazing because she would probably just sit there and she would listen to me. And so I would play on my little teeny tiny keyboard and sing for her. And then I'd pick up the phone. What, what did you think of that, Grandma? Oh, that was very good. <laughs> and so she was very, like, I just really felt loved when I would play mm. music for her. And I, I loved it. And we had this good connection. Um, and then as time went by, I just enjoyed singing more mm. and sang in choir and in, in band. Um, I, yeah, different, different things. And then in church for many years. So. Okay. Yeah. So I've just really enjoyed singing and playing. Mm -hmm. Right on. Yeah. Did you, do you find that music gets you through tough times too? Like, I mean, I'm assuming it does, but I feel like I need to ask. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Music was so I really like working with teens doing music now um, a lot because when I was a teen, it was really the only thing that kind of kept me going to high school were my mm -hmm. music classes. And then I had a really strong connection with the music, especially the religious music that I was playing at my church at the time when I left home. Mm -hmm. So I left home very young when I was 16. And I had a lot of supportive people around me, which was awesome. But I also remember spending a lot of time taking the music and, you know, putting it in my headphones and going out. And I would dance around to music for a really, like, for hours sometimes. And I think it really helped me to get through that time that otherwise may have been, like, way more difficult. Mm -hmm. 
and I've always been able to communicate with people through music and feel a connection through music. And so it's really a language that I was able to, you know, ha like kind of speak and, and draw other people to me and be drawn to others who were able to make music together. So mm -hmm. it was really helpful in that way. Yeah. yeah. Is that, do you, do you both find that about having a community of musicians like around being pretty important so that you can always practice if you want, but also talk to other musicians constantly? Does that help or? Oh, yeah. I would say community is key. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like when Kyla came over yesterday to, to practice a little bit for today, um, like when she's just so she jumped in and started singing with me and i just got one of those shivers down my spine because it's been so long since i sang with anybody else oh really and it's uh yeah and i could just feel my like my body physically mm. like just being like yes this is what yeah. we wanted yeah hey. <laughs> yeah um it's and yeah because it's just been so hard to be with yeah. other people in this time yeah yeah and it must just change the whole thing because it's kind of like mm. um as a li lover of music mm -hmm. but completely non-talented musically uh it it's gotten me through so much in my life like music in general mm -hmm. and both of your styles of music and voices now resonate in my head because i've heard you both play a few mm -hmm. a few times, mm -hmm. um, and I have to tell you, it, it you do I do think of it. I think of like mm -hmm. the just the the melody of your voices of your of the music, um, and when we were sitting here and you guys were warming up with some stuff, mm -hmm. I, I I was both Darcy and I were like, wow, what the heck, what the hell was that? Like that was awesome. <laughs> I think you were both singing at the same, and we were both like, whoa, <laughs> and. <laughs> There is something that happens, right, when there's two together. Oh, there, yeah. Something yeah. definitely really cool happens. Uh, so I'm going to shut up and stop talking <laughs> so that we can let the coolness happen. Uh, <laughs> that's really, that's, that's, yeah, that's super. Though. And so I'm really appreciative of both of you being here oh, tonight. Cool. Oh, it's really lovely. I, it's the first opportunity I've had to play for anybody else in a very long time. Not in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> Into my little Zoom screen. Oh, the um, Zoom screens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, like, my music really took a back burner. There have been times in my life when I had, you know, there, were, there was hard stuff, and I would turn mm -hmm. to music, to playing my own music, to writing my own music as a way to sort of work through mm -hmm. it. And... Um, this has really illustrated for me that actually I had a lot more bandwidth at that time than I thought I had because yeah. now I've experienced what it's like to just be absolutely at zero and, yeah. you know, homeschooling my kids for six hours and teaching for six hours and being terrified that the world is crashing down mm -hmm. around me for the rest of the time and just like, there's nothing left over. Like yeah. I didn't play the piano for yeah. four months. Oh, really? <laughs> at least, yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't. I would look at it and I'd be like, no, I have to lie down. Like, yeah. I can't do anything else. Yeah. So, or I have to obsessively scroll through my newsfeed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, really, I'm, it's what I was really doing, let's face it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm really glad that we're all here now yeah. and you don't have to do that tonight yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. No, but I, it's different now. Like, yeah. we're kind of, I feel like yeah. I'm on the other side of that. A lot of people are too, I think. Hey? Like, that just initial panic. But the shock of it was 
Yeah. It, I mean, the, the panic, it was shocking. Like, it was a shock. To, to yeah. have everything shut down was shocking. I know. To it walk was... out outside when it was like in the middle of the day and have nobody around. Yeah, that's crazy. shocking. It was. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, no doubt. Like, I, I collapsed too. I cratered for about two months, the first two months. Yeah. Like, and I was able to work. So I was still working and cratering at the same time because it's like watching stuff disappear, <laughs> right? Like yeah. you can't go here, you can't go there. And when people, when you, when I would see people outside, people would act like very strange mm-hmm. because none of us know what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. So we're all mm-hmm. kind of like, we don't know if we should talk to each other. Or thankfully, that part's over uh, so yeah, far. I think so. For it's the still, most part, it's still weird, but yeah. I don't yeah, very weird, but not quite as apocalyptic. Out no, there. no. Not no. including now, because it's winter here, so it's always apocalyptic. It feels, in the it, yeah, it feels a little like. <laughs> yeah, there's 30 centimeters of snow on my car this morning. Yeah. Oh my God. Weed, weed, weed. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and that does feel apocalyptic when you're out there going, is this ever going to end now? And it's like never stops snowing. <laughs> it just snowed for four days. And I it's know. like only October. Uh, yeah. What you I be? Know. Yeah. So, what do you have for us now? What's, uh, what's next? Well, one of the artists that I've been listening to, like, back to back is uh paul simon and i've just Mm. been obsessed with the graceland album okay well um uh, one of the things that i would do just to get away from my house where you know i was trapped for so long (laughs) (laughs) um is is get in my car and um go park up on nose hill Oh, this would have been a good intro to something, something yeah, else. We have but another Nose Hill reference. We have a Nose Hill reference later. Song mm-hmm. the, <laughs> later on. Yep. <laughs> and um, I just sat. I laid down in my car and listened to the entire Graceland album. <laughs> oh, good for you. Right on. It's a good album, though. More than once. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay because that's a great this album. More all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I may have cried a little. There was, <laughs> yeah. And then you know, you put the seat up, and you go home. Yeah. You, <laughs> you go just for. Get back to it. You know. Yeah. I love it. And if you yeah. if you don't have a safe place to go cry, well, if you got a car, you got a safe place to go cry. No, I'm lucky. I have a car. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Uh, so we're. I'm gonna play. You can call me out. Because nice. it's one of my favorite songs off the album. And um, but I'm gonna change it, of course. It's um, my version of You Can Call Me Out by Paul Simon. You're going to make me shake it. You got it, okay. In the chorus. I'm yeah. ready. You're ready. You know what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> Only barely. Thanks for checking. A man walks down the street, he says. Why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot of redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone digger.
a short of attention. I got a short little span of attention. And oh, my nights are so long. Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? that song since right. I was a kid. Right? It's yeah. so good. I don't think I knew all the words. I and never, I, knew, I all never words. knew all the words. And then I learned them and I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty whoa. far out actually. Yeah, it's pretty rad. That is really it's cool. An excellent, excellent song. Paul Simon. Whew. How can you beat him? I know. All right. I, I just want to listen to music now. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I, I was trying to think of something to say and I'm like, I got nothing. What, what, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you ladies take us away. Okay. Well, Megan was talking about listening to music on Nose Hill. 
And actually, I grew up really close by here in this neighborhood, and so we were very close, of course, to Nose Hill. My dad used to tell me stories about how he would go to Nose Hill with his younger brother. I think they would shoot gophers. Oh, okay. Mm, maybe not. Maybe something you can get away with, you know, in the late <laughs> 50s, early 60s. Yeah. So anyway, but that's what he did. And... Um, he used to love taking my younger sister, I have a sister who's just 18 months younger than me, so the two of us, we would go up there with him all the time. We just had the best time poking around there and seeing all the different things. And then a few years back, Megan um, was, told me about a songwriting contest, and the songwriting contest had the theme of Alberta. And I thought, well, I would like to write a song about Alberta. And then this theme came to mind about um, Nose Hill. And then this song's called Alberta Sky. So. And this is the original yours? This is a song that I wrote, yeah. Oh, very yeah, nice. Yeah, inspired by... by well, by Megan, really, and also my dad, and also Nose Hill, so, and Alberta, let's not forget. It's yeah, let's not forget. Really, Alberta, okay. Kyla has this big, <coughs> enormous monster talent, and she um, forgets to use it sometimes, so oh, I think wow. um, I like to be the uh, catalyst. Oh, well, thank you. I also, yes, well, thanks, Megan, that's awesome. <laughs> and thank you for being a catalyst. Also, I am a third-generation Albertan. Mm. My gram, Calgarian, my grandma was born here, and my dad, and then me, too. So really? I feel really connected to Calgary. Third-generation Calgarian. Yeah, my grandma was born in Ramsey uh, in 1919. Wow. Yeah, and then my dad in 1946, and then I came later. Cool. <laughs> in 79 and then my kids you know my kids are born here too so it's a little bit wild that we're all born here yeah yeah four generations yeah now four generations cool okay father and daughter leave the city behind climb the hill hand in hand lose track of time Daddy used to love it here when he was young. Now she runs through the sweet grass, kissed by the sun. Lie down on the prairie, side by side. A hawk circles overhead as they stare at the sky. That great big. Beautiful Alberta sky Well, life gets busy There's so much to do Daddy passes away The memories too As time goes by Just a gleam in her
Father and Son, leave the city behind, climb the hill hand in hand, lose track of time. Mommy used to love it here when she was small. Now he catches grasshoppers, gives names to them all. Lie down on the prairie, side by side, finding faces in the clouds as they stare at the sky. That So that's like really a true story. Like my dad and I went up there and then a long time passed and then I took my son up there and he does catch grasshoppers and he does name them all. Yeah. Jumpy face is a particularly <laughs> memorable <laughs> name. Jumpy face. He's very good at naming them. Yeah. <laughs> he is very good at naming animals actually. He is actually, yeah. That's, that's awesome. I, I actually, I, I mean, I noticed because I'm sitting right here, but what a wonderful transition that was to mother and son. Like, you almost would have not caught it if you weren't, if I wasn't already thinking, like, oh, my goodness, I bet you it goes through all of them. Oh. Father and daughter and then mother and son. And yeah, mm -hmm. That's very cool. Oh, good. Well, thanks. Yeah, Thank very you. cool. Yeah. It's a beautiful song. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It really is. And, and uh, The song yeah. I wrote for that songwriting contest is Long Dead. <laughs> is it? Yeah, what yeah. song did you write? It did not stand the test of time. No, it didn't stand. No, I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> okay. It might also be called Alberta Sky. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it could very well be called Bill. Do you remember that song? I remember. I don't remember. Yeah, oh, it might well, have also been yeah called Alberta Sky. <laughs> did I steal that from you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, hmm, it's either Great Minds or I'm, well, I plagiarize. I'm pretty sure possible. that Alberta's guy is probably the theme of 90% of the songs. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Thanks, Megan. That's very generous of you. Well, we are known for our big skies, though, right? We are. Yeah. It's such a big, it's such a characteristic yeah. of our, yeah. I find. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's we so beautiful. beautiful I, you yes. go to the coast and then you come back and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, people who come here often say that. Yeah. Most of the trees in Calgary were planted. Actually, yeah, all of them. Yeah. So there was a lot more sky before we planted trees, even. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of sky. Well, the huge prairie skies, right? Like, there's just nothing stopping yeah, it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Sometimes you get some beautiful sunrises and sunsets out there, that's for sure. Because mm -hmm. just because it's just so you can see forever. Yeah, I made a drive to Saskatchewan this summer to visit my mom. And... It, it, there is something really soothing about mm. just the sort of vast expanse of sky. Mm -hmm. I found it 
really soothing and yeah, it was nice. It was really nice. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how that, that space can feel so soothing, hey? It's just so yeah. vast. Like even out on like on the coast when you're on the mm -hmm. shore and you look out to the ocean mm -hmm. and you just see nothing but water mm. and, and horizon and sky and it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. I think it reminds me how small I am and, and that usually liberates me, yeah. right? Because yeah. I realize I'm small so I don't have to pretend I'm so big. Yeah. yeah. Just be small. It's okay. It's <laughs> getting minor. Yeah. That's how I am anyway, because when I get too big, I get like a bowl in a china shop. So I have to try to stay like right sized. Yeah. Right sized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right sized. I also aim to stay right sized. Yeah. It, it does help people. I, I find when people can stay right sized, they tend to do better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people, so for sure. Oh, yeah. I relate to that as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, what, should we just go? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I thought you were going I stopped talking because I thought you were playing, so I just kind of drowned it out. Uh, I just flipped to the next song because I thought I would, you know, get in the headspace. But um, it's an actually kind of a nice segue uh, to this song. Um, it's called "Fear Is a Liar," hmm. and it's a worship song, um, one that I particularly relate to. Um, I think that fear has, uh, I'm living in a place of fear right now more than ever before. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's an uphill battle for me to um, maintain any kind of reasonable life <laughs> right now. <laughs> Uh, so it's, you know, it's good to name fear and this song names it like a, a person kind of, I guess. And, um, I think it's good to do that because it gives you kind of a, it makes it a little bit less internal, mm -hmm. right? You don't have to be ruled by this thing that's inside of you. You can kind of put it out there and then you can deal with it. You yeah. know, that's almost how I like to think of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, anxiety has been my, that's my, my friend that I've had for many, many, many years. And it's uh, running, running rampant at these, uh, during these times. I don't know, do you have anything to speak to those long Oh, well, I just, you know what, yeah. And as you said that, I was like, oh, I have some situations right now where I'm, like, dealing with fear. And sometimes when I'm dealing with fear, it can be helpful for me to think about being right-sized. I think fear sometimes also makes me feel like uh, sometimes overly responsible or sometimes I try and make up all sorts of reasons about me or why not me or all of these things and then me becomes very big and then I don't I'm not right-sized in relation to feeling fearful so I think that that was kind of something um, that David was saying about feeling right-sized, and I find that actually fear can sometimes sort of skew things so that um, then I have to come back and say, oh, yeah, I can bring this back into perspective. I might be able to be useful here with any luck. And then it does. It helps me. It does. So I kind of like that, too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because I find that there are certain things that I can be quite fearful of. And mm-hmm couple of things I can think of right now. <laughs> so it's helpful to remember. 
Yeah, to question too, right? So if fear is a liar, it helps me to pause and question the validity of what I might be believing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's hard not to be afraid if we're not right-sized, right? Because if when we're not right-sized, we tend to take too much accountability for other people's stuff, right? And that's mm -hmm. usually where, for me, that's where the fear just gets out of control, is when I go from being David and taking care of David's stuff to worrying about your stuff and what you're doing and not doing and what other people, and that's when I'm, like, not right-sized. Because right-sized, David says, I can handle what's here. Like, I can handle this. I just can't handle all of that, too right? Because it's not mine to handle. Mm -hmm. Like, your life is not mine to handle. Your life is for me to trust that you can handle it, mm -hmm. and each of us. But when I'm not right size, what I'm getting at is I am all over what you're doing, and what mm -hmm. you're not doing, and not you personally, of course, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. other outside entities. Yeah, like, it's, fear is a powerful killer, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I just used the name of the song in the statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a lens that when you take it away, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. That's what's really happening here. I see what's happening here. Yeah. I'm here. You're face to face with Maui, and it's great. It's <laughs> yeah, from Moana. Just a little, little bonus <laughs> cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Maui? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's cookies? <laughs> Nobody told me there was going to be cookies at this thing. <laughs> okay. All right. God, I'm on pages. What are you here. doing? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I can do this. What do you want to do? Yeah, whatever. What do you want? I'll put this here. Okay. Whatever you think. Maybe. Can I pass this to you, David? Do you mm -hmm. want to do the shaker? Oh, that was a left hand. Good. And how do you want me to left shake it like? Everything. Yeah, well, you why don't just you just, you know, wait, wait until it starts to get a little louder and then just dive in. Okay. And just, you know, would try to find the beat. That's I'll usually the goal with percussion. But <laughs> if it's not happening, that's okay. It can apparently be ambient as well. Apparently we've worked together before. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> the whole idea is to find the beat. <laughs> okay, I'll do my best. <laughs> oh, I'm being a jerk. Okay. Or maybe I'll play this. Should I play this? Oh, sure, why not? Why not? Do it. I'll try and play this thing. Steal your hat. 
David. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have Killing to it with the shaker. I don't know if I killed it. <laughs> uh, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was very much fun. Very fun, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good words. It is really good. So, I mean, I have a question, actually, because you both mentioned it. So you both were really involved with worship music. Mm-hmm. So what about worship music is attractive um, to both of you or either of you as musicians because I know like some people may never hear worship music um, but still have I guess was is that like a creative foundation for both of you the worship style of music or well I went to I I was involved in a church that had a, a charismatic tradition so the worship music was written in such a way that it was often quite repetitive and so we could sing the choruses um, over and over again and actually singing the choruses many times over for me gave me sort of the opportunity to sort of just really like 
sort of release sort of my, I guess, my stress or release some of my, some of my like inhibitions and to just, I found it to be quite meditative mm -hmm. that I was able to sort of shed some of the self-consciousness and be able to sing along with others. And I found that whole experience to be, well, very yeah. experiential. And so I really liked that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was really helpful for me, and there was a lot of freedom of, freedom of expression that was encouraged, so that I got to dance around to it, oh. and so I really enjoyed that aspect yeah. of worship music, and then to focus on like a, a power greater than myself, mm -hmm. that was really good for me in the worship music that I found that that was really. I don't know, it just sort of, it sort of expanded my view away from, you know, like you were saying, that sort of, like, really sort of self-centered obsession mm -hmm. that sometimes I can have and um, feels very constricting. So I find a lot of, like, freedom in that music, personally. So, right yeah, on. that's how it was for me. Mm -hmm. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Much the same, Megan, or? Nope, totally different. Oh, I, okay. um... <laughs> That's good, I'm totally like, oh, yeah. tell Hi, me well, more. So, totally different. <laughs> no, um, so I, uh, like, was, um, basically didn't play piano for a number of years because I didn't have one in my home, so I'd only play it when I'd go home to mom and dad's to, to be at their place. And then I started coming to this, this church, uh, where we are, uh, Wild Rose United, and uh, um, I was invited, when the word got around that I could play the piano, and so I was invited to play a duet with another congregant. And I was so scared. Like, I can't, I'm just remembering back, like, I, I, it was so terrifying, it was so scary. And, um, but that sort of, like, opened the gate again, I guess, for mm -hmm. me to, uh, to play music. And so then I had this place as a as a like it became a, a place for me to play music and so then it was that was what I was doing I was playing you know religious mm -hmm. music worship music yeah and um and then actually I really because I'm I don't want to play gigs <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go out late at night mm -hmm. and like wait my turn and yeah. I don't want to do that I'm not interested so That's fair. Uh, playing worship music is a way to share and play for people and, you know, participate in music with other people in an environment that is uh, very conducive to my life. That's very cool. It yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And well, so a lot of the music that I write, because that's where I was playing music, it just yeah. kind of feeds into that, right? It, yeah. so it turns out to be, yeah. For sure. And I, I mean, I... I, I ask her because I've heard a lot from mm -hmm. people who have sung mostly actually female friends who've sung before mm -hmm. it's that there's they learn to sing kind mm -hmm. of with like if they grew up in a church or whatever they yeah. kind of learn to sing them the hymns and and mm -hmm. the worship songs so that it kind of feeds their uh, maybe it's the just a musical interest maybe it expands it more I'm not really sure that's why I asked um, because as a non-musical person what are you talking I, about? You played that shaker like a pro. I know, I know. But this was kind of like my breakout role. Like, <laughs> pay attention, I'm going to have an album next year. 2035. 
<laughs> and I, I almost guarantee it won't be a worship album. But um, it's not because there's any particular issue with worship songs. It's more like um, I think I find it because you, you both mentioned it's kind of it opens you up. You're allowed to you can express and stuff. And I've always found it kind of the opposite, like the worship music, right? Where, but most likely I found it that way before I started listening to. Um, people who take that music and turn it into something different, mm -hmm. right? Um, I've always heard it in terms of the church, basically. Mm -hmm. And having been born into the church and raised in the church, mm -hmm. very up until I was an adult, actually, mm -hmm. I don't remember ever hearing such cool music played in the church, mm -hmm. right? And, and so and for me, that's why I was very, I'm very curious about it, because the worship songs make me not want to sing. And you know what Fair. I mean? Whereas yes, I do know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> no, yeah, yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it's just one of those things, right? I don't really know, I don't have an answer as to why, except for some of it seems weird, but that's probably because I've heard it since I was in my mom's tummy, like in the oh. womb. I've listened to that, the worship music, and been like, yeah, maybe I've had enough. <laughs> but wow. then I hear you sing it, both of you, through the last couple of years here at Wild Rose, and it's just changed things, right? It changes how those hymns sound, you oh, know? Cool. They oh, don't that's really great. Thanks. Yeah. I'm happy that that, you know, I find that actually there's even certain themes because I have a lot of sort of religious background and mm -hmm. there's certain themes that I find that at, at some point I would listen to certain themes just being spoken um, and they would go through the music as well and I'd be like you this is just this stinks and then as time has gone by and I'm able to sometimes reframe those things mm -hmm. there's a bit more meaning I mean still some of it I don't really have an easy time with but mm -hmm. like yeah so, or like re -ex or experiencing that in a slightly different way or anyway it's so nice thank you that's You're really welcome. nice that you that there's certain like songs that you know mm -hmm. you find more meaningful now that that you've heard them and and saying that you, yeah. like hearing them when we're singing them, I mean that's that's really meaningful that's that's great it's very that's, meaningful for me for sure that's a huge reason of yeah. why I play is because it's you know the meaning that like I find or like mm -hmm. how it touches me and then if it also touches others that's a huge reason for yeah. me to play so I, that's that's interesting you say that because I was going to ask both of you um the, like what about playing in front of people mm. is different I mean aside from I mean obviously there's energy when there's people around and maybe that's all there is to it when you add people but w between playing alone and then having people what is what is it about playing for people that makes it that much better or different? Oh well, because I get the impression both of you love playing for people, like that you 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 kind of it's part of your maybe musical thing. I don't know. Yeah, I always find that if I if I'm playing alone, I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of playing alone. But it's different when I'm when I'm playing. And there are other people, and that's a big part of the reason why I like often playing in church is because mm. there's sort of a common purpose. I feel like it's something that we kind of have, um, that we kind of hold together. So I, I play, and then people are also singing, and often they're participating, and it's kind of this, you know, sort of experience that we have together mm -hmm. and it's really nice and so especially in church there's sort of the term um 
like say music, we have band leaders or cause we kind of mm. don't use as much that term worship, but just to like use that language, um, like a worship leader mm -hmm. is the person who leads the congregation in worship. But it seems to be from my understanding of a real participation mm. and that there's like an, also an invitation um, I would hope in the way that I would sing or play that there would seem to also be an invitation to participate. Mm. So whether that is just, you know, closing your eyes or whether it's even opening your eyes but being still or like, you know, or participating in the music in a reflective way or mm. just enjoying it or singing or clapping or dancing, that there's some kind of participation mm -hmm. for someone, however they might feel like yeah. then led to enjoy the music or participate or, or at least I guess be be open to something greater mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's that's fair mm -hmm. yeah that's cool so then the, I think that's really nice I yeah. really I love that it's like a symbiotic <laughs> relationship eh? yeah like, I just I really love that and then I'm always surprised some people say I don't always hear the impact that the music has but mm -hmm. sometimes when I'm playing at church, they'll tell a staff member, oh my goodness, the music was so moving. I cried through the whole thing. I don't even know why. Mm -hmm. There's something about the music that's able to, to touch people in ways that, yeah. that they don't even understand. And Very I just much. think, well, that's an incredible power. And I feel really grateful to be able to participate in that. So mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, it's really moving. And so, I, I mean, it moves me. So of course mm -hmm. it moves others and it just, you love that. I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that was a good answer. <laughs> yeah, it was a very good answer. How about you, Megan? Um, well, uh, the same. Yeah. I'll steal her answer. <laughs> um, I'll cheat off her test. And then I... <laughs> At least you're cheating off an A paper. That's ah, good. Yep, I know who to <laughs> cheat off. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing I've done a lot of thinking about, because I do teach uh, young and older musicians, I teach piano, and um, they are so terrified to get up and play. It is almost universal. There's the odd kid who's like, I cannot wait. Mm. I'm going to slay. You know, <laughs> like, just, they love it. They just yeah. soak it all up, and I just think they're incredible. But mostly, almost everybody is so afraid. Um, and the way that I've begun to think about it, because I've had my own uh, journey with performance anxiety, mm. I know you're shocked. I have more anxiety. <laughs> um, is I'm to, surprised. Is, yeah. to th is to turn it around and think about, um, um, about it as an offering. And mm. so it's not about, and it, this is actually very much in line with your, what you were saying earlier about being right-sized. It's about saying, well, wh what am I doing here? What is the purpose of this? If the purpose of this is for me to get accolade, and applause and you know for somebody to come and stroke my ego then I may as well not do it that's yeah. not a good purpose and so if because that's what the fear comes in mm -hmm. right if the, f the fear is I'm not going to do well enough people aren't going to like it people aren't going to like me <laughs> yeah. yeah right and so if you can yeah. just say well actually that's not why we're here we're not mm -hmm. here so that people can like my music we're not here so that people can like me I'm here so that I may offer one small thing to them. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's, that's it. That's what we're here for. Just at, like, p 
you know, straight up, like in general, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. and you're probably going to slay, so. <laughs> and, and I'm going to slay. <laughs> so just yeah. go for it. You're totally going to kill it, whatever it is. <laughs> you're both going to, you're both slaying it. That's so, right. you totally are. So, with that, I think I'll just go into my next song. Yes. Sounds good. Which is called Unbury Me. And actually, it's a, it's a great song to do right now because it is, I wrote it like an afternoon after I went for lunch with Kyla and AJ, a friend oh, of ours. Oh, cool. AJ. You did, hey? Well, that's, that's um, cool. Because we, uh, I don't know, look, it's in February. <laughs> <laughs> I dated it. It's in February, and... Uh, it was a different world, then. It really was a different world. We went out for lunch together, you know, like people did. Did you did you sit close? Too? Yeah. Oh, Not hell yeah, free. we did. We ate off each other's plates. Yep, we shared our food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. it yeah, it's amazing how it's changed since then, hey? And I believe we made plans for, like, a few weeks later, and then... Uh, we, everything shut down yeah. and we had we to know. cancel our plans because mm -hmm. we were like man this was so great and we are all we all sing mm -hmm. and at, at different places in our careers and um aj's further along and and you know has an album out which is amazing it's called bo jorner I'll, mm -hmm. I'll just plug it for her yeah. <laughs> amy joe benoit amy joe benoit bo jorner bo jorner Bojorner. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, Google, Google it. Sounds it's good. incredible. And yeah. Uh, she, she, yeah, so it just came out. And um, so I came home and I just thought, man, like, what is so great about hanging out with these people? And it's that, that they see you and then, like, reflect yourself back to you in a way that kind of opens, opens you up to yourself. Cool. And so that's what this song is about. It's called Unbury Me. Hmm. Cool. <clears throat> Sometimes I need more 
symbols there at the end actually I think what a beautiful song oh thank you thank you thank you um so we're we're at an hour we're a bit over an hour oh oh, so, oh no no we we're got so we got, chatty i know <laughs> we got time so i just wanted to let you know where we're at for time okay. mm -hmm. um and whatever songs you want to do we can just keep singing yeah well we've got one left on our list one left perfect let's yeah Kyla, Kyla song. Well, you know what? So uh, the church that I go to right now, um, we the they have a, a sort of more um, how would I like non-dogmatic, very uh, open-minded way of viewing the Christian tradition. So a lot of the traditional, or like just even like mainstream like worship songs mm -hmm. that kind of the hits that lots of churches will play the, the theology and the wording doesn't necessarily fit very well mm -hmm. so we're always on the lookout for different songs that might work and so this is one of those this is by um a, a band called the brilliance and they're related to a um a guy this is this is David Gunger, and they're related to the other 
Gunger brother, <laughs> which I'm going to remember his <laughs> name at some point. But they, he, he was really popular um, in the Christian charts and things like that for some time. And then he also sort of dismantled what was his more sort of traditional um, upbringing in the church and started writing a lot of different songs that, that work well for our church. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, this is, this is his brother, um, David and they, uh, David Younger, and they, yeah, played a band called The Brilliance. And this is a song called See the Love. And it's, it's really beautiful and I think really appropriate for, well, probably all times, but it seems somehow especially appropriate for our time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Cool. It, it just, it, a lot of their songs have sort of a, a you know, uh, encouraging people to take not an us versus them sort of stance. Mm. And this, it's reflected in this song too.
Thank you so much. So this comes to the end of our time-ish, depending on how, if you wanted to do something else, you can. Um, but is there anything you want to say before we close about, I don't know, anything? <clears throat> I'll be honest with you, the whole time I'm listening and we're, we've been here, all I, I feel a lot of love. So if, if there's anything you want to say, though, to close us out, please feel free. This is our time. Kyla, this is our time to share all of our wisdom. Well, mm -hmm. how much time do you have? I got a few things on my mind. <laughs> Excellent. So we're going to start with whichever you want to start with. Oh, well, thanks. This has been really great. I really enjoyed doing this evening. It just it feels very comfortable and just mm. very... Um, just very welcoming, and so thank you. I really, it's been very nice. Um, it's been really nice to be able to play a number of these songs, and um, I know that for myself, actually, going through like kind of this time, you know, we're playing a lot of songs about love and that sort of, and, and about fear, and about, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, our current sort of state during the pandemic and mm -hmm. things. And um, just in my own life, I've had to sort of a, a time of a lot of change and upset and just, you know, these, these songs mean more to me all the time. This has kind of gotten to a place where I've been broken open a little bit and had to sort of examine a lot of my thoughts and feelings around how I'm reacting to people in situations has brought like a level of awareness about myself and my own patterns that I haven't had formerly. And so as, as painful and, and difficult as that was, I really find that like actually just being able to be here and talk openly about these kinds of things, it, I find that like really comforting and soothing and it just like, I don't know, it gives me a greater sense of belonging and so I just really appreciate that. So that's what this night meant to me and playing this music and getting together with Megan, seeing you again, David, and just having this be so warm and, and, and safe to talk about all the things that are like real. So yeah. I appreciate it. So thanks. You're welcome. Thank mm -hmm. you for coming. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I love, um, I love singing with Kyla. I wish I could do it all the time. <laughs> Too. It's I so fun. It, <laughs> it feels so good. Mm -hmm. it's really fun. <laughs> I've known Kyla for a long time. I think we were like, what, I don't know, 19? Probably. Well, you're older than me, so. <laughs> so I you were 19, so like three I years ago. I was 19. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, I was probably like 22 or 23. Am I yeah, a few I years older so. than you? Three years, maybe? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, and, um, Gosh, it's really special to have friends that have known you through all of those times because, um, and there's a line in the song I sang actually, is I, like, I want you to know who I have been. Mm -hmm. Not who I am just today, but all the people that I have been because it sometimes feels like I've been totally different people. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, this person here. And it's not that I'm like an amalgamation of all those people. Mm. Like I'm not that person anymore. That person is not me. Yeah. We're not those, that's not. But then when somebody's still there beside you, like, you know, after all of that, after all of those people, uh, I don't know. That's what, like, I think that's what a soulmate is. 
Definitely. Don't you think? Yeah. Right? That's awesome. Like that's, that's what it is, right? Yeah. When somebody is just like, somehow, yeah. all those people, there's like something. You're so, you're just as cold as me. We're so I know. cold. Yeah. <laughs> I know. A I little ice cube over here, and I'm just like, okay. When Kyla said yeah. there's so much warmth in here, I was like, not temperature-wise. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So cold. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, music is about... Uh, community it's about friendship it's about um, sharing and opening up and learning about each other and I think in some ways my music like actually communicates more than anything I could ever say so um, an opportunity to share it outside of my little circle is you know it's really a gift so thank you you're very welcome thank you as well for coming um, yeah so I I just want to thank you both for coming and sharing your music and yourselves with us. And I, I know that um, for myself, love is pretty important. Like it, it, uh, it keeps me on the straight and narrow. So, well, as straight and narrow as I can get, because I'm pretty crooked and, and broad. So. <laughs> so as straight and narrow as a dude like me can get. But it's been, it's been a wonderful evening and I, I just... Uh, yeah, there's there's music that both of you have played over the last few years of or a couple of years of me hearing both of you that just stick with me, right? Like very very much stick to the like the heart and soul, I think of yeah, so I'm just really grateful. Um it's almost like I get to sit here and and listen and just be like a fanboy, right? Like it's kind of <laughs> neat. Um for me, uh so yeah, thank you so much for coming and uh we'll yeah, I think that's it. That's good. <laughs>